All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday episode of Locked On NHL from Locked On Avalanche. I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, from Locked On Lightning, Mr. Adam Denker. We typically do our power rankings on Thursday. Not going to do it for this week. What we're going to do is take a look back at 2022 and look forward to 2023. What things did we uh, remember from the year that was? And what are we most looking forward to uh, for next season? Hey, Denker. You you, re- you ready to let the dogs out? You're locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I cut you off there. I didn't, I didn't get you. If you want to get the full bark. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want to get... <laughs> If you want to get the full bark, feel free. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Locked On NHL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. He's Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. And uh, going to kind of take a look back at the year that was when it comes to the NHL and look forward to next year. And it's always fun to do this because when you say you're looking back at 2022, you really have two seasons to pick from. We're not just looking back at the last season we can take this season into account too yeah i'm okay with that so um i think we'll start with the year that was and then one then looking ahead so what we're going to do is kind of each pick uh three things that we were were looking at from last year that kind of stuck out to us and uh like we do with every season that comes to an end um and things that kind of like you know, stick with us going forward for forever. Some big things happen in the NHL. So go ahead, start start things off. What, what are you looking for? What would you look? Would you look back? That's something that's always going to stick with you in the annals of the NHL. I I think that you know we we talk so much, Chris, about all the great players that are here playing right now. You know, we've we were really spoiled all these years with Ovechkin Crosby. Now we got Matthews and McDavid. And now you have this other class that is just breaking into the NHL, the Zegerses. And and that's what I think of is Trevor Zegers' rookie season. And and the best way I could describe his rookie season, especially the Michigan, is rebellion. And and he really took the NHL. I mean, I, I love the whole just having Tortorella on ESPN just night in, night out when Zegers did something crazy. Uh, John Tortorella go, throwing a complete fit, a complete get-off-my-porch kind of mentality about it. <laughs> right. And I think that's the best thing for the NHL. I, I love this. I love kind of like this sort of Wild West mentality that a lot of – or flashy style, if you want to call it, that these rookies are bringing to the game. And I think that, you know – what, I don't know if you've been watching the World Juniors, but from what I've seen mm-hmm. from the World Juniors this week, if is any indication what the future is going to be like in the NHL, I'm excited because that's what the league gets. So, yeah, Trevor Zegers' rookie season, I think, is definitely something that sticks out to me um, when when I look back on 2022. I agree, man. Oh, first of all, check your text messages. Um, second of all i agree like i i I, there's some people that have like this like get off my lawn mentality like tortorella did with the whole 
Zegers thing. And, you know, I, I get it. That's the old school mentality. That's I, 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 it's almost like they don't want the league to progress, but it's just the nature of sports. You know what I mean? Like th- things are going to, to progress and you have younger generations, which bring in new styles and, and new, new uh, things that they bring to the league. And the old guard doesn't like it. Um, you know, they, they want to keep the game like pure and I'm kind of like right in the middle of that. Like I, I have no problem with it. I think it's exciting. I think it's fun. I think it gets eyes on the game. So I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm with you. And I don't know. I think Tortorella backed off a little bit on it, but I think deep down he, he really doesn't like it, but I, I agree. Like Zegers is just the tip of the iceberg of this young crop that just brings a new, exciting dynamic to the league. So, um, for me, how I'm going to handle the, the looking back at 2022 is in basically like the three R's basically is how I will present this. It's almost like dodgeball and the three or the four D's or whatever they are. This is the three R's. So it's retirement records, relocation and retirement for we're going the dodgeball route. So I'll start with the retirements. And I think, you know, the, the day of having Yandel, Subban, and Chara all retiring on the same day. <laughs> Not that that, I mean, I guess they called each other up and said, hey, guys, you want to do this today? Um, but, uh, you know, I don't genuinely think they did that. But it was just crazy to get those three guys. And I think Chara, like, kind of takes the the limelight of, of that one. So, you know, he was around forever. I think he wanted to play another year. I just don't know if there was any buyers for him. So it was interesting that that nobody really was going to take a chance on him. And I get it at the age he's at, a little bit slower. Um, so, you know, a, a fantastic career for him. Then P.K. Subban, again, a little bit surprised nobody wanted to take a chance on him. Um, and then Keith Yandel, it was just time. not You know, and, and he had he got the record. Um, and then I, I, I don't know know if he was just wanted to get that and then was going to be done. Um, but for whatever reason, hang up. So get those three guys um, in the same day to retire is definitely that. something. it was just like one after the other, after the other, like, okay, well, this is, this is where how, it's kind of like a combination of what you're talking about with Zegers, with the young people coming in and, oh yeah, like these older guys are on their way out and you have that every single year. So. Yeah, that's, that's, I, 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 we were talking before about the whole Chara thing. I, I remember the buildup to his last game because I was actually in the building that night. The Islanders were, it was the last game of the season against the Lightning. And, um, it was weird because I remember the buildup to that. Everyone's like, all right, where is he going to go next year? You know, mm. and then leading up to that game, kind of though, you, the chatter stopped about that completely was was quiet you didn't you normally you get some inkling whether it be on twitter or on somewhere online about okay here's the five destinations for Zidane Ochar next season yeah and we got none of that and then the game it was basically the the whole it was Zidane Ochar night uh to really put it simply and it was a really nice thing that happened at the end of the game I've never experienced anything like it where got a standing ovation the lightning came over and shook his hand and it was it was pretty cool and um 
you know, I if you if people listen to past episodes, I've always been a huge Dan O'Chara uh, hater, mainly because he played for the Bruins. But it, it was something that really kind of was like, all right, like this guy like was one of the top players at his position throughout his entire career, and you know, everybody feared. in the building, yeah, feared and, yeah. and the the entire building is acknowledging it. And and it's funny, like you brought up Subban. Uh, and him talking on the phone. Imagine that conversation, those two talking after all the the drama sort of that went on between them on the ice. That's so last... true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was interesting to see. And, and also, I'm going to state my last two uh, memories real quick. Um, yeah. <clears throat> kind of a combination of the new and the old, keeping the theme here. Um, one of them is Matthew scoring 60 goals last season, something that hadn't been done since – since Chris, who was the last person to score 60 goals in an NHL season? Uh, whatever. <laughs> Steven Stamkos, for those yeah, who were waiting. And we couldn't get through that episode without talking about the Lightning, but whatever. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. there's more to come. <laughs> and so that was something that was pretty cool. And it, it, you know, I never want to root against guys not to break records or, or meet, reach milestones. And, and so it was kind of cool to see. Uh, Austin Matthews, because it, it, it kind of felt, though, at some point during the season, Chris, that he could have gotten past that, just mm. the, the role he was at um, midway. I think it was around March where he was just absolutely hot at that point. And then the last uh, one that really is more recent than any of them uh, is Ovi passing Gordon Gordy Howe, yeah, um, yeah. which which I'm still amazed at this point in his career. And, and make no mistake about it. Ovechkin is not one of those players, those scorers who just scores. He goes out there and he plays very physical. He plays all facets of the games. And it, and he kind of, I feel like when he was a little bit younger, he took a little, little bit of flack for not being more of a, a team player, not passing more. But he has really rounded out and, and gotten better with age, uh, his game. And, yep. and I mean, the it's fact crazy. that he, the fact, I mean, the fact that his scoring has not taken one dip at all during that time frame is like crazy impressive to me. And, and the fact that, I mean, at this point, like, is it possible that we could see Ovechkin hit 45 plus goals this year? Yeah, <laughs> it is. And that's the crazy thing. I, I had, this was <clears throat> like two years ago now, I actually had um, John Bucigross on Locked on yeah. Avalanche. And he talked it, about it then. Um, and he was like, yeah, he's like, it, it's probably going to happen. And and in my mind, like, I think it's just natural for people to think like, you know, as guys get older, their production declines. Yeah. But when you have guys like, like Ovechkin who are just built different, they don't decline. Or if they do, it's in the very last year of their career Yeah. when, you know, and then, but you look at guys like, and I hate to say this. And when the words come out of my mouth, you're going to have a big smile on your face. Tom Brady, uh, you know, who's still doing it. Like he's not having the best season in the world, but he's still, he's, you know, he's 75 years old and he's still out there and he's still being productive. There's guys like that, that just can keep doing it. And, and so when he told me that, that a couple of years ago, when he was like, he's yeah. probably going to do it. I had the mentality of like, ah, not so fast. Like I, I, you just see these guys just drop off a cliff. The yeah. Alex Ovechkins of the world don't. So no, he like, he likely will do it. Um, and we will uh, actually, that's not the last time we will be talking about Alex Ovechkin in this episode. We'll yeah. get to that in a minute, but I want to get to bet online 
And then uh, I have my final two looking back. And then we will look ahead to 2023 and kind of some storylines that we're looking forward to uh, for the end of this current season and yeah. the following year already. All right. But first, we have Bet Online and betonline.net. You know Bet Online. You love it. You can probably, a lot of things that we're talking about or going to be talking about for the uh, next season are definitely going to be up there, such, such as the Alex Ovechkin. Like, when could he potentially? break the record. You can probably go bet on that at betonline.net and it's your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news and analysis. You can get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college bowl season to basketball and of course our wonderful NHL. We have got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, who doesn't? You can find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net and it's where the game starts. Okay. So um, a couple more that I have on my list of things that we were uh, looking back at in 2022. Uh, and, And like I said, it's, you know, retirement records and relocation. So as far as the records go, you always look at that. You know, is, is, was there any like records that were broken? And you did mention um, Matthews. And while that's not a, a record, just, you know, getting to 60 is is huge. Because uh, when did Sam Cozilla? And that was like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not something that happens all that often. So a big deal there. Even more currently, Mitch Marner with his point streak, which is a record for the Maple Leafs franchise. That's a big deal. And if you told me I was ever going to do a Locked On NHL podcast where I'd mentioned Keith Yandel twice in one episode, I would have said you're crazy. But uh, he did break the Ironman streak, and it didn't last that long because Phil Kessel was there early this current season to go ahead and break it. Um, and I'm always impressed with Ironman streaks, man. Like uh, those you won't see likely ever again the way sports are played um with with guys getting rest days and days off and then just the sheer injuries that come with how how all sports are played faster bigger stronger now um iron man streaks i feel are kind of just written in stone and yeah. are are not likely to ever be broken do you disagree with that <laughs> Wow. Uh, for, no, I think no. that's one of, one of the, I, I don't think I disagree with it. I mean, we've had this conversation before, I think when Yandel broke it and I don't know, I just feel like the way these guys are built, I feel like with, and, and you know, we spoke about it at the time that when, when Yandel broke it and then Kessel not too far below, far afterwards, it, it kind of lost its luster that mm-hmm. milestone just because, you know, you had two guys break it like basically like right after each other uh within the span of a year um and i i just feel like the way guys are built now you know you brought it up with ovechkin how he's getting better with age and i i feel like with everything with sports medicine though i just feel like we might have kind of someone do it at some point maybe 15 years down the road not anytime soon obviously i don't know i i just feel like you know i would like to see and this might be a little bit of a head scratcher for some people to, to look at me sideways. I would like to see a goaltender get up there, like in in, in the, the top 
of the the Iron Man streak. You know, not obviously never. get close because of never, never. The guy will have never. to play. Guy will have to play forty years in the league, maybe to to even get close. <laughs> but but it's one of those things, you know, Chris, where like I want to see some sort of change with that, you know. So what do you mean? Like you know how like in baseball you have a pitcher. It's very it's very very few and forgotten where a pitcher wins MVP. I want to see a goaltender oh. get to the Ironman uh, record uh, or at least close. Play flirt with it just a little bit. I I don't know. Like I don't think I, there, there's so many things coming to play. Like I said, it's it's guys get days off. Um, it's just injuries are you know all the time now just because of the way the game are play, the game's played and. Teams are going to give those players those days off because they are commodities now. You know, yeah. they, they, you know, a franchise does not want um, a, a guy to overextend himself because, yeah, he makes that franchise money. So you just don't, you don't see it. You don't see it anymore. So that, it's, that's it's just, just not gonna that's just me hopelessly clinging to the one goalie system. Still, after that's I exactly what I was giving ago. you a look. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why I was giving you a look. Um, so you have that, and then you know the other one as far as uh, relocation. I always look forward to free agency and where guys move around. Um, sometimes it works out for your team. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, so when when you know when Nazem Kadri is just taking his his free agency deep into the off season, and and he's the last guy to really make a move and it's a big deal. It's a big deal for the avalanche. I think yeah. He's going to stay or go. So, um, so signings and trades and, and we saw pretty much all of that. It's obviously with the cadre thing where everybody else went in free agency. And then especially the Johnny Gaudreau thing, like that was nobody, nobody saw that coming. Um, and I think it's because of the team that he went to. Right. I mean, if he said like, I want to go sign, I want to be on the East coast and yeah. he went to go sign with, well, we know that he was trying to go with the Devils and they just couldn't make it work. Um, but for him to go to Columbus, it's just, I mean, it was a head scratcher, but that's, it's, he, he, it's what he wanted to do. It's where he wanted to be. So that, and then the trade between the Flames and um, the, the Panthers to uh you know with, with kachuk and huberto that was a big deal too so seeing those things um and all the moves that happen in the off season are kind of uh something that i always pay attention to were there any other moves that you could think of that happened no i i think you hit the nail on the head with those moves i actually want to ask you chris because yeah. i'm curious now we're at that point where we could start asking this question who do you think won that trade if you had to give a winner right now, because oh, neither Cal- I know. neither neither Calgary or Florida are playing well right now. That's a very good question. <laughs> I think it's weird because I think at the time people were, were thinking like, oh, who who won this trade before a game has played? Seemed like I would think you would have to say Calgary won that trade yeah. before a game was played um, based on just what they got. And now it's like, who won it? Because like you said, neither one is really doing all that well. I still think long-term it's, it's Calgary who, who won that trade. Um, but you're right. I think it, it, it hasn't worked out for either team, surprisingly. 
That's a very I mean, to good put question. It, to put it into perspective, Calgary only has seven more points than Florida right now on the season. So I, I thought, honestly, with the signing of Kadri and that trade, yeah, I thought that was going to put Calgary up in the upper echelon of of the league. I really, I thought they were just going to be flying high for all of the, you know, they're they're going to be on like Boston level. Um, yeah, not happening. And I know maybe, you know, because that's a lot of new players um, take some time. But, I, you know, we're coming up on your time frame. We're coming up on on New Year's. Yeah. And, you know, they got to get moving. They got to get moving. So, Um, all right. So those are what we're looking back on. And uh, let's hear from the NHTSA. And then we will look forward to kind of some storylines that we're looking forward to. Excuse me for 2023. But. The new year is upon us, and so is the holiday season, and more often than not, people are going to be hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? My insurance goes up. You lose your license. You could lose your job. You could total your car or... You could potentially kill somebody. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. It's a message from the NHTSA. Okay, sir, let's look ahead and uh, to the year of 2023, finishing off uh, this season for the NHL, and then, of course, looking ahead to half of the season for the end of 2023. What's on your mind? What are you looking forward to? I'm, the three things I'm looking forward to 2023 are... Connor Bedard, where does he land? Uh, probably one of the high, most highly coveted prospects to come out since Connor McDavid. Yeah, uh, definitely. Since, and, you know, he's having a hell of a World Juniors right now. Had seven points the other night Crazy. in one yeah. game, which is insane, considering how small the guy is. I mean, he's, you know, he'll put on some weight once he gets to the NHL level, but damn, can he's like that. Play. He's like that guy. Remember the movie Little Giants? Yeah. <laughs> With the glasses? Don't be talking about my mama. Uh, that's him. Yeah. Yeah, he's hell of a player. Uh, second thing I'm looking forward to is Seattle. Uh, one of the biggest surprises this season thus far. Uh, they dropped off just a little bit since we spoke about them uh, in their division. But, I, I, you know, I still have faith that, you know, I think if they may, I think we could agree that if they make the playoffs, that's probably a, a success. Mm-hmm. For them, you know, I don't think they're going to go all the way to the Stanley Cup finals, but who right. knows? Then again, who who knows what's going to come out of the West this year? You know, especially if your guys are kind of in limbo with the injury bug, who knows? But uh, last but not least, uh, the the one the last thing I'm looking forward to 2023 is this time next year. Where does Braden Point rank? Because he is having, you know, a lot of people still new to Braden Point only know him as that guy from the Lightning that goes nuts in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a hell of a December right now. Really starting to 
turn some heads, at least in the Eastern Conference, as possibly one of the top players. I honestly think this might – you might think this is crazy. I think he's top five in the league right now. And Ooh. I think if he continues this, I think he's going to put himself in, in a really – He's going to make a really good case for himself, Chris, for next year, especially this time if he continues the role. Um, definitely the best player on the Lightning, given you know who some of the names he plays around. I think yeah. that you know very well on his way to scoring forty goals, and and I think that uh, he'll be in the top five next year. And you know all all it really depends on is how is he going to continue to play in twenty twenty three. I just love the fact that we can have those conversations. Like there's yeah. so many like young, um, energetic players in the league that are, are kind of taking the league by storm he's one of them so yeah. no longer yeah you, mcdavid's always like the best in the league whatever that's old news like i don't want to keep talking and seeing these like rankings and putting like kind of that just gets boring after a little while but it's nice to have the conversations of look at all these guys that it, like the league is like embracing now he's one of them obviously tage thompson is another one who's just coming out of nowhere yeah. um you got hughes obviously on new jersey you know, for my guys, Kale McCarr is doing it. Like you have so many young budding superstars that yeah. the league's in a great spot. And like I said, and now you can have those conversations about who's in the top five. Before it was just like these guys are the top five guys in the league, and it's like you really don't really have a lot of wiggle room. I feel like yeah. you do now behind behind Connor McDavid. You kind of can ha make an argument for guys now. And I love that. I absolutely love that, that the league is in a good spot with so many guys who can be star, potential stars. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I Well, I think in my opinion, though, you know, one through three, interchange the top two, McKinnon, McDavid, and Matthews. I think we could all agree that is when, when all those guys are playing, top three in the league, hands down. I would agree. But I love now, like you said, we could have that discussion and and I guarantee you there's going to be heated debates. Who was four and five? And and the names that you just listed off, I think any two of those guys could easily jump into four and five. Even some of the guys that you didn't even know, yeah. it, even name, like Clayton Keller. I think he's a he's one of the best up-and-coming players in the league. Trevor Zegers, who we brought up before, one of the best up-and-coming players in the league. Um, really excited. And, and going back to Connor Bedard, I mean – Chris, think about it. We were talking about a couple of months ago how the Chicago Blackhawks are going to sell all these players. They're going to get rid of Taves. They're going to get rid of you know Kane. They have the worst. They have the worst. The uh, the lowest point total in the league right now. Best odds to win the lottery draft. How insane would that be if you know you you get rid of your old? Well, not really get rid of them, but you trade away your old core and you fall right into Connor Bedard mm. right away. <laughs> whatever yeah I, I mean he's he's that that's on my list we'll get that one out of the way like i think we both agree on that um and that's what's exciting about the draft lottery uh i love that teams do lotteries or, or leagues do lotteries because it's everybody wants this one guy and who is the team that's lucky enough to get him so yeah. um i think that that's gonna be i always love watching you know the the tiles flip on the when when they're announcing the the draft lottery and the, yeah. and the order. So yeah, I mean that team and that fan base who sees their their team logo on that number one tile, your franchise is is in all likelihood changed for the next 
15, 20 years. Well, Chris, I'm going to give you, because we, we've spoken about this before, especially certain teams that have been in that top three numerous times and, you know, quite frankly, don't deserve to have those picks anymore. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to list the top three teams that have the best odds right now. And if you're watching on YouTube, watch Chris's face, uh, his expression as it changes. We got Chicago, who I just mentioned. Yeah. We got Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Anaheim, which if Anaheim gets the number one overall pick, I think the NHL would love that. Zegers and Bedard together with McTavish. Come that on. would be exciting. And That would and, be very exciting. And Drysdale, too, up in uh, Witty in the Wings. Come on. He, he, that would be exciting. <laughs> That'd be – I mean, they, they might be – you know, and you don't know what's going to happen with Bedard. I mean, look at what's going on with uh, what's his name on the Rangers, uh, Lafreniere, right now on the Rangers. Yeah, a healthy scratch. You know, you never know what's going to happen to a number one pick. Yeah. But things look pretty promising for Connor Bedard. But um, that would make that team impressive right away. So, all right, and then before I get to my other two, give me your prediction on who gets the number one overall pick. And I know it's a complete crapshoot because it's obviously a lottery. But who do you think is going to be number one? I hate myself for saying this because I just have a bad feeling. You know, as I was listing off those those teams, uh, another team poked out at me that I did not mm-hmm. list. And now that I looked at them, it's going to bother me for the next four months, Chris. Okay. I think Philly gets the number one overall pick. Really? Yeah. And I, and and I don't think the NHL would mind if he went there either. And the first and home opener, Tortorella healthy scratches him just to prove a point. <laughs> just to prove a point. Oh man, Tortorella sends him down just to just to assert his dominance. Sends him for a uh, conditioning stint in the minors. Yeah. Tortorella, you don't you don't have to put an ELC contract on waivers. Tortorella is going to do it just to prove a point. <laughs> He'll dress him. Uh, he just won't play him at all. Yeah. He'll be the e-bug for that game. Oh, uh, goodness. You know who just sticks out in my head and and no rhyme or reason to it? I just feel like this is the team just when they're doing turning the tiles. I think it's going to be San Jose. I would like that, actually. I think it's going to be San Jose. I, I don't know why. I just gut feeling. Nothing else. You, you can't go on anything. Because uh, it's just random, but I just have a gut feeling it's it's the San Jose Sharks. So, um, all right. So the last two that I have quickly to get to them that we're looking forward to definitely this time next year. We're knocking on the door of the new year. Where is Alex Ovechkin going to be? How far behind it, uh, Wayne Gretzky is he going to be uh, this time next season? He'll likely be behind him but not by much. Um, so can he keep this, this pace going? And uh, how, how much further will he have to go to have you know one of the records that I don't think a lot of people thought was ever going to be broken? So uh, I will be looking forward to that. <clears throat> and then finally, more maybe more immediate, I guess in, you know, when, when this season comes to an end, what's going on with the salary cap? and the revenue situation. I know we've had Commissioner Bettman kind of like talking out of both sides of his mouth. He said kind of around when the season started, he thinks the players could have the escrow paid off, which would mean the salary cap gets a pretty decent sized bump, maybe four or $5 million. 
And then not that long ago, he said the complete opposite, where it's like, well, maybe they're not going to have it paid off. And it only goes up by $1 million. It's a big, big deal uh, for all 32 teams and all however many players there are in the NHL. It's a big deal. So um, I'm kind of looking. It's The last thing he said was he doesn't think it's going to happen. So I think maybe that's they have a better understanding and maybe that's what's eventually going to happen. Um, but you, you never know. I guess there's always a possibility that it does go up. And man, if it goes up four or five, six million dollars, you're going to see more movement. And, and you know, yeah. obviously contracts are going to go up a little bit. Um, but we'll see. I know a team like like my Colorado Avalanche would love that because the Nathan McKinnon $12.6 million contract kicks in next year. So they would yeah. love to have some uh, extra space to fit that in there. So um, I'll definitely be looking at that. So Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I think you're absolutely right with the salary cap. I mean, would love to see four, five, six million, one million. I mean, that really doesn't do much for you no, uh, in the long term. And it's going to be tough. You, I, you know what? You got a really good free agency class coming out this year, too. Uh lot of, and I think you know the NHL. If I was Batman, you bite the bullet. You you pay the bill yourself. Oh. Oh. And you you bump it up to six million, and you let the NHL just go absolutely nuts in the off season with the free agency. Have you met Gary Batman? <laughs> Biting a bullet is not a phrase that he will ever utter in his life. He he will he will take no blame for anything. So. Uh, not going to happen. My, my man. I would love to see it, but uh, no. If, if if things are not if, – if the players owe them a dime, yeah, it's not going up. And it's as for Ovechkin, um, I'm going to make a prediction. Around yes. this time next year, he'll be at 843. He's at 802 so like right now. that's like 50 or so behind? Yeah. Yeah, so then you need a whole other season basically. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll mark it down. And then when we do this next year, we'll see how close or far off that you were. So, all right, everyone, that will wrap it up for uh, today and for us for this year for Locked On NHL yeah. Thursday edition. So um, we'll see everybody next year. That joke never gets old. Hey, um, but uh, definitely check out Mr. Adam Denker over at Locked On Lightning and myself and my co-host Kyle Sullivan at Locked On Avalanche. And uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. All right, everyone, uh, have a safe, enjoyable weekend and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bro, bro.